0: Entry into a free speech zone is not allowed under U.S.C. 42.76.98, subsection B. Failure to leave the area within the given time will result in a laser being aimed at you. The AI will begin the process in two seconds. Terminate. Terminate. Terminate with extreme prejudice. Terminate. Hey Polly, hurry! I don't want to miss the Sean Tester show like you did last week. Plug it in, plug it in.
1: What radio show is this?
0: The Sean Tester show. Of course.
1: What's that? Where's that? Next time
0: maybe, okay? Next time maybe. That means no in a woman's language. I know how to speak women.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, he's he's
0: got a loaded microphone. Somebody quick, call the
1: cops.
0: Well, welcome to the Sean Tesher Show. We're live here on the shores of Lake Sawyer in beautiful Black Diamond, Washington. And as always, we invite our callers to call in and suggest topics for each week's show. We are listener-sponsored. And we want to remind you that you are being audio-recorded and anything you record becomes the property of this show for profit and worldwide distribution on the Internet. I did a show this week called Arming Teachers, and I posted it to a neighborhood website called nextdoor.com here in the Lake Sawyer area where I live in Washington, and I put forth the following question. Should teachers and their students become the targets of gun-wielding persons hell-bent on a rampage in a school Should we arm teachers in order to save lives, since police response time might be longer than time spent by teachers to shoot back in defense of self and those that they are in charge of? Well, I posted it, and within a day, I had about 37 neighborhood complaints, both good and bad, and I thought I'd read you a few. The first one was from someone named Ann. I absolutely agree with Mary, she says. We are constantly bombarded by politics. This is not the place for such a highly charged topic. Nobody cares about your show. Find some place else to promote it. Another person named Al. Hey, I would not use the phrase arming teachers because it causes so much angst and implies adding an unwelcome burden to apparently all teachers. Instead, remove the gun-free zone signs and allow qualified teachers to take on the protective role, if they choose, with the knowledge of each school's principal. This shift would enable some schools to gain a measure of timely self-protection by volunteer action, costing no extra expense. That would not prevent all school shootings, but would reduce the severity and frequency. And I wrote back to Al, and I said, thanks, Al. Later this week, I hope to do a listener follow-up show regarding solutions. Your ideas bear good fruit. Can I get your number and call you to be on my show? And guess who's going to be on my show today? Al. Well, Al was kind enough to give me his cell phone number, and I said, please spread the thread. (laughs) Here's from Frank. Frank says, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. At least one armed person should be carrying at all times. Concealed, of course. It could prevent at least some casualties. Another comment by Judy. Where would these qualified teachers keep their guns? I just worry that some kid would get a hold of it. It's interesting you go from plural of guns to it, singular. Al writes back. I don't think it's directly applicable, but I remember as a kid in grade school a conversation with our small-town police chief who wore his service arm in a holster on his belt. Now, to a kid, it looked to be right out there, and one of us asked him about someday somebody trying to take it away from him. He smiled back and said, Just try it. I think qualified teachers carrying their weapons should follow all the best practices of concealed carry. So it never becomes a point of distraction. You should know, or you shouldn't know he's armed to look at him, although, of course, all the kids would know. If they like the teacher, his carrying should be comforting knowledge. And, of course, there are a couple more replies to that. And I wrote, good point. Holstered would be the best place for the gun to be on the teacher, on the hip. Another person named Jane wrote back, We've tried gun-free zones, and that sure as hell hasn't worked very well. Then someone named Thomas. Hey, I've been around weapons of every description. This said, I do feel this is an appropriate forum for this discussion. Bill writes, Considering these laws generally leave it up to the school district superintendent if and how they're implemented, this is the perfect venue for discussion. It could be a good test for who gets our votes in the next general election. Followed by Steve. Hey, I respectfully request that you remove this thread from this site. This is not the forum for you to solicit comments for your show. And Jay writes back, truth bites, huh? Then from R. Sullivan. I respectfully second the motion, please, neighbors. Adhere to the regulations for the use of nextdoor.com. Then Lorelei writes back, I respectfully agree. This is not the place to express personal opinions regardless of their nature. Jason piped in. Next door's guidelines are pretty good, so let's work to follow them and move this thread to the state and national section. From what I can see, the guidelines seem to honor the essence of common sense and the First Amendment, free speech. A win-win, especially when people use critical thinking to evaluate most any topic. Hmm. I founded the Nextdoor website for this area several years ago because it's a wonderful tool to build more real community because it ties to your actual community versus Facebook. So I'm very glad that people are speaking freely. The best communities have a town square, and that's what I see Nextdoor as. Our town square. Now, regarding schools and the safety of our children, Socrates would likely ask questions to help the community arrive at a logical, non emotional conclusion or resolution. So I'll just give that a shot. Statistically speaking, which is the most violent country on earth? The least violent. Within the USA, which cities are the most violent or the least violent? Are there any strong correlations between the rate of armed ownership, weapons in general and firearms specifically? In how many U.S. schools is U.S. civics taught? A personal anecdotal point. Very early in my life, I worked on a large gas pipeline in construction and also traveled to every state moving people, allied band lines. The former work was in rural heavy gun ownership areas, Wyoming, Idaho, Texas, Oklahoma. The latter was often in very heavily populated areas, Boston, New York City, Jersey, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Baltimore. In rural areas, things were very safe, and you could see people wearing guns regularly, in fact, daily. In urban areas, people offered to sell me hot or illegal guns. I never bought an illegal gun, but I always had my legally purchased guns with me. I only ever needed them, where state laws undermine the U.S. constitutions, the Second Amendment, Massachusetts, New York, Chicago, and L.A. Just my humble first-hand experience. Then Barbara writes back, Absolutely move this thread to the state and Nation section of the site. Those who wish to participate can find it there and join that conversation. Unfortunately, there does not appear to be an administrator for the Lake Morton site, so I just don't know how that's to be done. The problem with this thread specifically is that the original question is strongly biased toward one side of the argument. Additionally, the snarky one-liners don't help encourage discussion of a different point of view. Alan writes, Another vote to move this type of discussion to other venues, regardless of one's opinion on the topic. And then Corinne, I agree with you, Alan. This site was not made for outsiders. Hmm. Well, I guess I should count myself as an outsider. What shocks me about some of these comments, other than the supportive ones, is, folks, we're talking about our kids here. Our kids actually becoming the actual targets of gun violence by crazies who are hell-bent on killing them and the staff in schools. If the police can't get there in time then somebody's got to stop these people. Is it going to be you? Something to think about here on the Sean Teshner Show. You've just heard the sounds of your Second Amendment rights being freely exercised at McAllen Defense. And they are at 18801 East Valley Highway in Kent, Washington, 98032. And their hours of operation are 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day of the week except Sunday when they're closed. From your smartphone or your PC, they can be reached at their website, which is www.McAllenDefense.com. That's spelled capital M, small c, capital dot com. Besides selling used firearms, Uh, They also have supplies such as targets and bullets, and they're located within the Champion Arms shooting range in the same building. And they do things such as uh, dipping, which is kind of a uh, ceramic coating process. Uh, They come up with red dot sights, special scopes, other accessories such as body armor and mag pouches and mags. And they charge a very reasonable firearms transfer fee, since they are an FFL-registered gun shop. I've gone down there several times. I've picked up a couple flashlights and some knives, and they've just got the greatest assortment of equipment. So when you stop in, either ask for Chris McCallan or Monica in the gun shop. Additionally, they do external and internal estate firearms appraisals, and they're very fair. So when you call them at 253-872-0444, extension 3, be sure to mention that Sean Tester of The Sean Tester Show sent you. Well, Al, thank you for calling in to The Sean Tester Show today regarding arming teachers and your thoughts or responses regarding the comments that were made on the nextdoor.com page that I posted the last show too.
1: Okay. Uh, yes, I saw that, and, and it interested me because I have, uh, for a long time, felt it was really foolish to post gun-free zone in a place like this. Uh, it ought to have you no know, guns in operation, of course, but uh, it just makes an area designated as Safe for anybody that wants to uh, do some mischief, mischief. So it always seems like a foolish thing to say because it will be obeyed only by people who are being assigned, and of course we are law-abiding people. Mm-hmm. It's the people that are going to cause trouble that would say, "Ah, that's a good place for me. I, I can do whatever I want." So mm-hmm. that was why... able, they would have the tool to actually stop a violent situation from continuing. Probably not the first few seconds, but not maybe not long after that.
0: You know, um, I remember, Al, one time somebody had commented, um, I don't know if it was on an internet blog or in an actual radio show, but there was, <laughs> there was a bunch of parents that actually suggested that teachers train kids to throw cans of soup. At um, people with firearms coming into the classroom. In other words, you always put a, a heavy can of soup in a backpack, and the kid is trained to pull that out and throw it as hard as he or she can and hit the intruder. And of course, that's going to stop the violence.
1: Uh Yeah. Well, it's something that they could do, and it might make them feel a little more secure that there is something they could do rather than just cower in a corner uh, if that should ever happen. But it makes me also remember the, the Columbia, was a Columbine shooters? Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of kids. other farm kids would, but I think, what, you know, doing the farm kid, I thought, city kids are pussies, they, yeah. they, they, they don't, they just power, and you know, they're, not, they're, well, they're taught to, to hold to still,
0: they're taught to hold still, have you ever tried to hit a moving target? Good luck.
1: Sure, oh yeah, but if he's got to move, then he's probably not shooting very accurately, and at least you've got him <laughs> going, you mm-hmm. could keep him going. And uh, if you ever heard uh, cows, that's, that's kind of how you keep them in line. They all want to go together. Oh, well, that's a
0: different subject. You know, Al, what <laughs> really bothered me about these comments, the negative ones on the website regarding arming teachers, was there wasn't one person who volunteered to go in the teacher's stead and stand there and take the bullet for the kids. Secondly, uh, what they're basically saying is that forum where I posted the show is basically a free speech zone. In other words, I don't have a right to exercise my free speech because it might bother somebody.
1: <laughs> well that seems to be the culture nowadays. I have. I'm
0: a dangerous guy. I've got a mic I've got a loaded microphone, and I've, it's pointed right at you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And, and and always, you know, the defense against uh, offensive speech is more speech. <laughs>
0: Well, do you see that's how when they when they've eroded the Second Amendment, now there's nothing to protect the First, right? Right. Your well, state's father's being. I don't want my feelings hurt, and I don't want you indoctrinating me or my kids into thinking anything but surrender.
1: Yeah, surrender. That, that's uh, one of the things that bothers me about the people that say they hate guns. And therefore, they refuse to have any around to defend themselves with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I ask, well, if it should happen to you that somebody breaks in, is it just okay that they manage to hurt you or kill you? And your job is just to wait for the police until you die or whatever. <laughs>
0: it reminds me you of a comment that Robin made to Batman you could have been killed or worse. Or some of the old TV shows where somebody gets shot by the bad guy and they fall down and then they open up their breast pocket and find out that they had a Bible in their pocket and guess oh, what, yeah. it stopped the bullet.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think that went back to an old movie where it was probably from the First World War where some soldier had that saved that way. It was like a dramatic sort of thing. And Maybe? Nah, no, I don't think so. Hmm. I, it's possible that uh, if you kind of thick enough in it's such that the bullet would just bruise him and not penetrate. But, but then uh, if that would work, I think maybe that was the right way for all the police to uh, just put, put books in their uh, chest. Well, I'll tell
0: you, I've been in situations as an ambulance medic in Seattle, and when you're scared, it's hard to move. You you start oh, yeah. to either freeze or you panic, and your instinct takes over, and your mouth gets this sudden feeling of like you're tasting metal because of the adrenaline kicking in. And yeah. I don't know of anybody other than the police who are trained to deal with being able to fight back under those circumstances because usually that fear is so paralyzing that you literally can't move. So yeah. this idea of having cancer of soup thrown at intruders by kids is ludicrous. I think the only parent that came up with anything that makes sense was creating uh, backpacks made out of Kevlar and then loading them full of school books. But, you know, when you've got kids with their backs to the door facing the teacher and the board and their backpacks are either back in their coat closet, their cubbies, or their lockers, you know, it's going to take time to get to that stuff. Maybe if you yeah. train the kids to use them as ballistic shields and all of them rush the intruder at once. But you know, you're, we're talking immense courage here of kids to do anything, let alone a teacher to try and dive over a bunch of desks and kids who are in a panic.
1: Ah, uh, well, yes. Yeah, but uh, if the alternative is just color and wait for the shooter to do what he wants, uh, then you're waiting for the shooter to get tired or bored or something and move on. And if you've got something you could do, if you could get yourself to do it.
0: You know, you uh, know, Bob Ferguson was, he was on TV last week. He's the attorney general. I actually went to school, uh, grade school and high school with him. And mm-hmm. I was extremely disappointed when he was saying, well, I'm going to make all magazines ten rounds so that, um, a person has to take more time to reload. And that means uh-huh. lives saved. And I'm thinking, no, that means time to escape or to rush, bum rush the person and try and knock them down and knock the firearm out of their, their capable hands.
1: Possibly, yes. But uh, although it depends on how, uh, accomplished the shooter is at, uh, dropping the, the suspense clip and jamming in another one. Do they have it ready? Are they ready to do that? If they're just amateurs, maybe they'll be slow about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really doesn't necessarily take more than a couple seconds to seems clips. So, uh, that's not a very good defense. It just means, uh, there will have to be more clips in his pockets, uh, to have the same number of rounds available. So it's, uh, not very good.
0: No. So what's your opinion on people's opinions on uh, the show on that website?
1: I think they don't want to talk about it. I think they're, they're like people, I, other people I know, even my children, who are, some of my children, who are just paralyzed by the thought of guns and don't want to have anything to do with them. So that's why they would support gun-free zones, saying, oh yeah, we're gun-free. We're okay. We're the uh, right kind of people. Uh so it's when they don't want to talk about it at all, it just disturbs them and therefore they want it to go away. They don't want to face it. There are too many people had grew up without knowledge of guns, let's say. Without any feeling about them, and they're just scary things. So Well your speech uh, is
0: scary. On what? Your speech is scary, Al. How dare you aim that microphone at me?
1: Ah, you might capture my words and
0: my thoughts, (laughs) and they might be used against me by the people in charge, and I may never get another paycheck.
1: (laughs) We should be able to explore the thoughts. Uh, It's true that there are people, you know, all over the world, or in the, especially in the flyover parts of the United States, that. Grew up with guns around, either hunting or for defense or for killing varmints, uh, whatever. But the guns were there and they were respected. And, uh, as a matter of fact, as the kids grew up, they were instructed as to how to actually operate them and to leave them alone if there is no purpose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those kids are not afraid of guns. They know what they are, and uh, they're over there. Uh, somebody else uses them. <laughs> it's a tool. Yeah. So, uh, but it, people in, it seems, people in the cities tend not to be part of that population. They, uh, they've always depended on the police, and they continue to want to do that because it's Relieves them of the responsibility of taking care of that aspect. I think hmm. so. They never think about it. Well, I want uh, you as
0: a as a liberal to come over here and put this conservative to sleep with your firearm, please. Right. Since I didn't grow up on a farm having to put down animals, I just I'll call the police. They're the professionals. They're trained, and they'll just take care of business and move these conservatives out of my free speech zone so that I can continue yeah. to remain stupid. And uh, the thing is, and feel comfortable, yeah. unless unless teachers are deputized as law enforcement, I don't see any other solution. I know schools aren't going to spend the money on the metal detectors or to build new schools that are made out of concrete so that bullets don't penetrate walls and hit other people. You know, mm-hmm. the idea of containment, contain the massacre to one room and not 15 rooms. It just doesn't make sense. You know, if, if the sheriffs are willing to deputize... Teachers, I'd sign right up. You know, I grew up with firearms. I'm not afraid of them. They don't load yeah. themselves and jump off the shelf and demand that I go kill someone. Uh, I do I keep would- my bullets locked up separately from my firearms so kids don't get into them. I mean, that makes common sense. Not yeah. everything the liberals are saying is bad. Uh, but I do believe that if teachers were deputized, uh, number one, there'd probably be more respect in the classroom. <laughs> And number two, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, not necessarily arresting power, but acting, acting in, in the stead of, in the st- in standing for law enforcement until they get there. Kind of like a volunteer fireman. So, or someone that's yeah, the alarm bell.
1: Yes, uh, as far as deputizing, I would say not full deputy, but acknowledged as part of the uh, sheriff's posse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which means you've got some standing, and you probably are uh, recognized and identified, and you probably got sent to the show if somebody wanted to know. Uh, and I would say that they also then would qualify for the training courses that would be helpful to them, and uh, also be they- protected
0: as good Samaritans, not not held to being sued into oblivion because uh-huh. they stood up for somebody or some kid happened to get hit by a bullet, maybe a ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the effort of trying to defend all the kids, yeah, one casualty versus
1: thirty. It, it occurs to me that it would help people that are I don't know about um, such the aspect this aspect of life to go to the um, just to have them nearby uh, police uh, citizens police academy. Uh, there is a program like that in Maple Valley, which I attended.
0: I did, too, with the a, Seattle Police, Citizens Academy, uh, okay, number 27, so about 10 years yeah. ago. It was a so great course, 40 hours. Very
1: informative, yes. yeah. Uh, you know, something that bothered me about, uh, and not bothered, that stuck me, one of uh, uh, the police, that the uh, inspectors, mentioned how it would go, in, uh, say, a mall shooting, Mm -hmm. where there was one he gave the example where there was a concealed carry guy in the store behind the shooter, Mm -hmm. and he pulled out his weapon and pointed it at the shooter and then called him out. The shooter turned around and shot him because this, this citizen was just unwilling to pull the trigger until he got kind of cowboy confrontation mm-hmm. it's like he didn't feel like he had the authority to do it and our instructor told us what you want to do in that case is stop the killing mm-hmm. so if you see somebody killing somebody else you stop him
0: well, you that's the, wait
1: for him to try to suit you that's you the old saying it. of
0: being more afraid of uh, what, what? what is it uh, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6 In other words, you'd rather have the jury deal with you than being uh, carried by six pallbearers to your grave.
1: Yes, yes, of course. And so, but the alternative could be to just hide and stay out of the suitor's range. So that wouldn't, so that's instead of uh, tackling the suitor with what you had, even though he's not looking at you and not threatening you, but he's threatening someone else. Mm hmm. So that's a somewhat different thing than uh, just giving up, you know, dying mm-hmm. instead of shooting.
0: And, you know, there's a big difference, and I want the liberals to hear this, there's a big difference between someone who terrorizes someone with a gun and somebody who's acting in self-defense of others or himself or herself. I specifically know of a time when there was somebody in a family that, was sexually abusing uh some of the kids and when it was uh a confrontation and argument and we're going to call the cops the person shot not only the mom dead but the child and then killed himself yeah and he had been terrorizing them with the threat that if they said anything he was not only going to shoot them he's going to go shoot the rest of the family yeah now that's a domestic terrorist okay Yes. And anybody yes. in his or her right mind, liberal or conservative, would be able to say this person should not have had guns, and there should have been an earlier intervention. And yeah. it w- it turns out that the family actually knew that this guy was a sexual predator, but too afraid to do anything about it yeah. until it was too late. And I think some of those people out there who have thought about these red flag laws, originally it was designed to stop things such as that, but still... I still see people that are still too afraid to use the red flag laws because they figure the person's crazy enough to kill them.
1: Just yes, on finding out that they call them in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, unless there is a, well if you can get away from the, that dangerous person for a while and then stay away until the police have done something like remove the weapons, uh, which may not you may not have an opportunity, or you may not try to make one, uh, because you're too afraid of, or, or it, the danger isn't imminent, so that uh, you don't actually try to prevent it. That can happen too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Al, I'm curious about your background. Are you retired, or were you in law enforcement, or in the military?
1: I am retired. Uh-huh. I never was in the military or law enforcement. I've been an aerospace engineer oh. for about 50 years. Wow. I to build a space station, as a matter That's neat. Yeah. It's a nice job.
0: Is it equipped I, I with got... lasers?
1: <laughs> what were they?
0: Is it equipped with lasers? <laughs> like in Star uh... Wars? Or you can't oh, talk no. about it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, the space station is, is all open. It's, uh, mm-hmm. You can talk about it. Uh, there, there are no weapons aboard, as far as I know, um, although some of the people, the astronauts, a lot of them are military, but mm-hmm. uh, more like. They used to be all test pilots, and then they went more to uh, just a uh, good education, and I think they are supposed to be able to fly an airplane, but I'm not sure that's a qualification uh that's required anymore.
0: Well it yeah, is in a Hollywood movie.
1: <laughs> well, that's how it was before. They, you know, they want to take only test pilots because test pilots were used to overcoming dangerous situations uh while flying, you know, where seconds count. So the test pilots were were available and they wanted to do it. And they're well qualified for that kind of
0: thing. I always enjoyed those airplane movies out of Hollywood where they'd say, is there a stewardess on board who can fly the plane? (laughs) It was never, is there an engineer? Is there another pilot? Um, (laughs) Maybe even a doctor. Who knows? A video game junkie?
1: Anybody? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or John Travolta. Well...
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, the figure that it. if it's on autopilot, you should be able to uh, just sit in the seat and then talk to the uh, controllers uh, on the ground, and they'll talk to through sure it.
0: Well, Al, it's, it's been uh, it's been wonderful having you um, give your response to the show, and I'm hoping to do more interesting topics such as this down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And I usually send my uh, guests out either with zombies chasing them. Uh, mafia style, uh, a car bomb, or flushing them down the toilet, which one would you like to pick?
1: Oh, I like the, the mafia hitman, because I'm well armed,
0: too. And I'll be working on the free speech zone one app next. So you want, mm-hmm. you want mafia style? Uh,
1: yeah. Alright. I've, I've, watched all those movies, so I, I know all their movies.
0: All right, well, well, we'll take care of business. Thanks for calling the Sean Tester Show.
1: Okay, we'll Bye. Oh, my God,
0: he was my brother. I always loved him. Get him out of here. And that's about all the criticism that this show could take for today. I want to thank my guests for calling in, and hopefully, uh, others will decide to either email their comments or call me directly and share them with the Sean Tester Show. Till then, next week, remember we are a listener-supported broadcast. If you'd like to donate, please get a hold of us here at Trashner at Hotmail.com or you can call direct, 425-247-8827. Thanks for listening. This podcast you do is, is a an expression and an outreach from what you do best, Sean.